Let's Get Radical is brought to you by Avalara, sales tax automation for businesses of all sizes. Visit us on the web at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A dot com. Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Liz Gold and Jody Paydar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here are your hosts, Jody and Liz. Hey, Liz, are you ready? Jody, I'm totally ready. I'm so excited because you know what we're talking about today? Cookies. Cookies. <laughs> I'm really, I'm, I have to say, I'm really stoked because I have been on, I don't know if you've heard of this, but the Whole30 diet, which is like no sugar, no alcohol, no gluten, no dairy, no soy. I mean, it's just like you're basically eating vegetables and meat and a little bit of fruit. And so I'm I'm really excited to talk about sugar. <laughs> so we can taunt you. <laughs> yeah. And I can like be like, oh yeah, cookies, baked goods. This is something I have to look forward to in a few, you know, in a few days. But um yeah, so tell so me the story about how you know our baked good baked goods goddess that we're having. So on the show I went to an event. Um, and, uh, Chris was there and she brought her signature lemon lavender cookies Mm. and they are, I have to tell you the official cookie of new vision CPA group. So, (laughs) and they're lavender because you know, our brand is purple. So, um, anyways, uh, I found out that Chris ships her cookies all over. So, um, she is actually on cookie retainer for me. So what we have in at New Vision is, um, you know, I, I give Chris a set amount for, you know, six months. And then that means that when my office wants to send a sweet treat to anyone, all they have to do is email Chris and it goes against our cookie retainer. And one of so the things amazing. that I love about it is, is that I don't have to think about it anymore. Like, I just know that like these signature cookies are ours and um, off they go. So it's like really been awesome for us. But aside from that, Chris is like the best baker. Um, her So a, a little bit more of a formal introduction for her is um, Chris Carroll is the owner of um, Sweaterbox Confections, which is based in North Carolina. And she used to get, uh, I guess, a, a, a box full of, or a sweater box full of cookies, which is like a Christmas thing they must do like in North Carolina. They don't do it in Chicago, but there's a story behind it, right? And the sweater box was filled with cookies and that's how she came up with sweater box confections. And what's really cool about Chris is like she does most of her her, um, cookie baking um, at a space, but she doesn't necessarily have a full-time storefront, right? So she does... um, uh, markets in the summer, and then she does shipping. So she ships her cookies um, all over the country. So um, anyways, I'm excited to have Chris so Carroll cool. with us today to talk all about her cookie business and um, to know, just so you guys all know, the lemon lavender cookies are the best. So Chris, did I do a pretty good job of um, introducing you and, and telling your story about the whole sweater box confections? Can you kind of, maybe you could do a better job than I did. Well, you did a great job, and first, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be with you guys today. And what's funny, though, Jody, is that I was actually born in Chicago and grew up in southern Michigan, and my grandmother, who was the baker that would give us these sweater boxes filled with cookies and fudge, actually lived in Chicago. So when we (laughs) would come into Chicago for Christmas is when we would get this huge box of treats. Wow. So, it, and were you able to get that on the plane coming home, or did you did you well, fly we, home? It was like a three-hour drive, so oh, okay. it was gotcha. you know it wasn't that far. Right, right, right. So, would you take the cookies with you, or would they be gone before you even had before you even left? No, they would always <laughs> make it home because it was you know yeah. a pretty big box. But then yeah. I also remember I was in what I like to call graduate school, and she gave me a tin of just my favorite cookie, which was the Mexican wedding cookie, the shortbread cookie with 
pecans and or pecans here in North Carolina and powdered sugar. Mm. So Yum. to me, that proved I was her favorite grandchild. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a pretty interesting story because you I don't think you set out to become a, a business owner um, or necessarily a baker. So, you know, how did that how did you end up where you are today? That's a very good question. I <laughs> have have done many jobs over the past, and I think it's just a happy accident that I am now calling myself a business owner. In fact, it took me a few years to, when I started doing this seriously full-time, to even call myself a business owner. And I've always said, if ever I write a book, the title is going to be, holy crap, I'm a business owner. <laughs> because it was something I just didn't ever envision being. So, you know, I went to college, I went to graduate school, I moved to the Outer Banks to windsurf, and it was in graduate school when I had, you know, very little money that I decided to bake Christmas gifts for friends and family and kind of restarted my grandma's tradition. And so how did it turn into something where you found out you could actually make money from it? I think I'm still exploring that to some extent. I started out as a hobbyist and doing a local Mm -hmm. farmer's market and, you know, worked for my home kitchen. The laws in North Carolina allowed that. And... You know, I had a couple wholesale accounts just selling muffins to a coffee shop. And it just seemed to be a regular thing. And people, like, were so responsive and wonderful and saying, oh, we love your stuff. And then I, without much thought, I just kind of kept doing it. And I mm-hmm. then one day it's like, oh, well, let's get serious about this. And... You know, I've been trying to learn about business now for the past couple of years, and that's, you know, been the challenge for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot to know. And I, I know that starting a bakery or um, our storefront is it's not easy to do. Um, but let, let's get let's get to the sugar part of this. OK. And, and what so you make cookies. What kind of cookies do you make? And do you just make cookies or are there other confections that you make? I make lots of things. I wholesale a limited line of products, um, the lemon lavender cookies, which are part of what I call the line of tea cookies. And so I have the lemon lavender, a chai shortbread, and a double chocolate sugar cookie. And I do a savory Mm. item called a cheese penny, which is a southern tradition. Um, Most people know them as cheese straws, but it's a cheddar cracker with a little bit of zing is how I describe it. I make muffins and biscotti, so lots of different types of cookies, very kind of traditional chocolate chip, peanut butter, oatmeal, cranberry, walnut. And at the local farmer's market, I usually add a couple different products. Um, A lot of people are big fans of the tomato thingy. Which the tomato thingy? You, yes, it's a very official name. Okay. It, <laughs> most, people, most people would call it a galette. But as I like to say, I have lowbrow friends who can't remember fancy French words. And one of my friends would come to the market every week and say, do you have any of those tomato thingies left? <laughs> and it just kind of stuck. So it's yeah. essentially a crust. With I spread with roasted garlic, and then I roast tomatoes with a little olive oil, salt and pepper, and top it with a little mozzarella cheese. So, and just fold mm. the edges over, so it looks a lot like a pizza. Yum. And so, how do you how do you find time to bake and create these goods? Like, can you talk to us a little bit about your schedule, um, and? you know, what percentage of your time do you spend baking as compared to sort of the business end of it? I think that's an area I'm really trying to get clear on because if you've ever read 
um, the book E-Myth by, I believe it's Michael Gerber. I am a technician at heart and would be happy just baking all the time. And I'm realizing to grow and make a living at this, I need to spend more time on the business side of it, either myself or hiring people to do those things. Mm. And I'm in a transition area right now, and so I'm looking to get a lot more serious with the business side of things and whether it's putting on my calendar like a whole day or at least chunk out a couple hours every day to work on business stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a common I, problem or a common um you know, I'll say opportunity, right? It's a common opportunity where you have the person who loves to do what they love to do and the business is kind of happening in spite of in spite of them, right? So I love, Chris, that you're really thinking about it now and you've really put it front and center to say, hey, if I want to grow my business so that everybody knows what a lemon lavender cookie is, um, that they that they focus on that point in their business to make it grow. And um, and I think you have such an opportunity because everybody eats, right? And everybody eats cookies. And like you're not stuck in having a storefront. I mean, it's amazing to me that we ship cookies from the Outer Banks um, mm-hmm. all over the country and they're New Vision cookies. And yet me and you met at an event. It wasn't like I even went to the Outer Banks and tasted your cookie. It was like, oh, you know, half cookie will travel, right? But so it's amazing <laughs> to me, you know, the internet and how it brings this huge opportunity for smaller businesses such as yourself to really compete on a national level that in the past wouldn't have, you wouldn't have been able to. Yes, I think that's the thing that I love about the internet is that it allows me to, you know, kind of build a business model that however I want. And I think, Jody, you're a great example with your being radical that you can, it's like, well, how do I want my life to look and how can we build a business around that? Mm-hmm. And so having, being able to do online sales is wonderful because one day my dream is to move to the mountains of Western North Carolina and I can still make cookies in Western North Carolina and ship. But then I also have some local wholesale accounts that I deliver to every week and my markets and a small retail presence. And I'm looking at maybe doing more of that in the future with Mm -hmm. maybe a small retail location. Um, So there's lots of opportunities. Yeah, it seems like a really fantastic model. And I'm going to have to order some of your cookies. I'm in Portland, Oregon. So, um, so yeah, I, it's it's. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing more about you know how you're running your business, and also I want to talk about your website. So when we come back, um, we'll we'll dig into that. We're talking to Chris Carroll of Sweaterbox Confections. Stay tuned. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. If you think you've seen online TV before, 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The leaders of today have certain characteristics that set them apart as success stories. These leaders have discovered how to lead in ways that transform their organizations. Now you can discover the same concepts, insights, and practices that have led them to success. Inside Transformational Leadership is produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. We'll explore how to lead change and transform your own leadership every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at Avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. You're listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar, and we're talking to Chris Carroll of Sweaterbox Confections. She's a baked goods goddess, and we're so happy to have her on the show today. Um, so, Chris, I have to say I love your website because I just I love the voice, and I just think it's so fun and um, and just really sort of tells a lot about you and your business, which is like, you know, it's fun um, and friendly and warm. So, you know, how did you, did you do your website by yourself? Did you have help help doing that? Um, tell us a little bit about that process for you. Well, I like to say that I'm technology challenged mm-hmm. and also accessory challenged. So I did have help with the website. It is built with the Shopify platform, which makes it pretty simple for folks to build their own website. And I still had assistance with it. And I'm able to go in and manage it to some extent, but I still have 
reach out to have people help me with some of it. And, and yeah, and I originally you- had some help with copywriting and, you know, what I'm doing is usually just going in and maybe changing a few pictures or, mm-hmm. you know, doing coupons and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so at what point did you know how you wanted to get your goods out there? Because I think like the concierge services, which I think is part of what Jody does, um, you know, the, the sort of this, the retainer cookie situation, plus wholesale, plus selling through the site. I mean, how did you decide how you were going to get your cookies out there? Because I think the concierge model and the retainer model is really kind of unique. I haven't really heard about a lot of people cookie doing that. Cookie retainers before? <laughs> cookie retainers. I know. Jody would say, I'm just going to call my cookie woman and I'm going to have Mr. send some cookies. I'm like, okay. Like, I don't understand that, but that's great. I mean, and it's, it's cool. So, um, so I'm just curious, how did you come up with that? And um, how did you decide that that was going to be a, a model that worked for you? I think to some degree it's always an evolving thing, mm-hmm. but I do have the the joy of living on the Outer Banks of North Carolina, which is a tourist-based economy. And so I started selling at our little farmer's market and had a great time and started, you know, getting a small following of customers and then you know, reached out to some local coffee shops and that type of thing. So it was nice to have wholesale side of business. And with the online thing, like I said, I, we would have people come here on vacation and they were like, well, they would send me an email. How can we get your stuff? And I would send them an email back saying, well, let me know what you want and then I can mail it to you. And a lot of people never followed up with that. And so mm-hmm. after a couple of years of that, it became apparent it would be really helpful to have a website where people could purchase whenever they wanted. And so I've only had the website for a few years, and it's still, a, you know, I've learned that once you build a website, it's not just a it's done thing and you leave it. It's just like a storefront. You have to continually merchandise it and change it and make your regular customers want to come back and see what's happening now, just like a storefront. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of looking at what markets are, you know, around. And like I said, with the people coming here on vacation, they love the Outer Banks and to be able to have a little bit of Outer Banks where they're at, you know, they're happy to place an order and ship to friends or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you started the business, what what would you say are some of the top challenges you sort of faced? I think the first challenge I had when I moved out of my home kitchen to a cooperative kitchen was just the hours that I put in and trying to do everything yourself. And I, like many business owners, repeated the mantra, I can't afford to hire anyone. I can't afford it. And when I finally paid someone to come in for two hours and package cookies on Friday before the farmer's market on Saturday, I realized that how could I afford not to do that? Mm. Because it, you know, two hours meant that it was a 14-hour day rather than a 16-hour day. And it was so Mm. worth you know, that money that I paid them to package cookies for two hours. And and I think that's still a challenge is right now is learning how to hire correctly and train properly to, you know, find the right people, especially since I'm not able to offer, you know, full-time hours at this point. Do you have uh, people on your team? I do have people. Um, I have, el- I call them elves. <laughs> Aww. Um, so I Cute. do have, for a couple years now, I've had um, one very regular part-time person, and she has been awesome and 
for about a year, it was just the two of us. And she does a lot of the packaging and deliveries for me. And I have had, I'd like to try to have help with some of the prep work also, with prepping some of the doughs. And that's been more of a a challenge to find someone that can work, you know, the hours that I need. So it's something that I'll be undertaking again Do you have to get up early to bake cookies or no? Like you're not up at like five in the morning on the day of the market, are you? I have had part-time jobs when I was working as a firefighter. My part-time jobs often revolved around baking. And at one point I did have a job with baker hours. And I said, if I do my own baking business, I do not want to work baker hours. Yeah. (laughs) and They're brutal. I do get up. I do get up early on our delivery days because when I have the helpers, you know, my, my people come in to package, the cookies have to be cool enough for them to package so we can mm-hmm. start doing our deliveries. And But still, it's, you know, between 5 and 6 is usually the earliest I go in unless it's like a crazy time around Thanksgiving or Christmas with, you know, lots of orders like in a very short period of time that have to go out. Yeah, I was going to ask you, are there times of the year that are more, that are busier than others? Maybe like Valentine's Day or Christmas and Thanksgiving, that kind of thing? I think the craziest time right now is Thanksgiving, just because everyone Mm -hmm. is looking to pick up their pies with, you know, like the Tuesday or Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And this year we did a really, or this, I guess, last year, we did a really fun event and sponsored a turkey trot on Thanksgiving Day. It was the 21st annual turkey trot in Duck, North Carolina, and we made 700 pumpkin pies. Whoa. Now, granted, they they were really little, but as the runners came across the finish line, they got a pumpkin pie. Ah, that's sweet. That's a lot of work, it sounds like, though. 700-plus pumpkin pies. pies. I, I yeah, have to was. ask you. And, and, and you know any... they're homemade, Liz. It's not like no, she I starts know. with the crust. No, I know. <laughs> and that's why I have to ask you this, Chris. On any given week, how many pounds of butter do you go through? In the summertime, I can go through a, a case, almost a case of butter, which is 36 pounds. A week. A week, a lot of yes. Butter. Yeah, that's a lot of butter. That's how you tell a good cookie if there's if there's butter in it. No, I know. I, I just watched Julia Child, a movie about her, and she uses a lot of butter. But um, I just, no, I'm just curious, you know, like, is it, uh, you know, your ingredients, and, how many, like, do you go through a lot of ingredients to and, Oh, I was going to say, tell Liz about how um, the lavender, where you get your lavender from. Well, the cookies started with, we used to have a local lavender farm, and the ladies that grew the lavender set up next to me at the farmer's market, and that's how our relationship started, and they gave me lavender, and voila, the lavender cookie was born. And they no longer grow lavender, so I have a relationship with a lovely farm in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia, just south of Harrisonburg. It's called the White Oak Lavender Farm, and they were willing to wholesale lavender to me. And so when I need lavender, they ship me a pound of it, and I ship them cookies that they sell in their their store that they have there at the farm. And it's a lovely place. They have animals. It's a great way of day wow. trip to take family, yeah. and they are starting to put in a small vineyard, so they have a tasting room there. And we've been there a couple times to visit and deliver cookies. <laughs> yeah, that's so great. That's so nice. Local, using local ingredients. Um, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue talking to Chris all about her business and how she, what tools she uses and how, how she manages it. So stay tuned. <laughs> Advance and evolve. 
Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at Avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. You're listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Jody Paydar, and I'm here with Liz Gold, and you are listening to Let's Get Radical. I have to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Intuit, and um, thinking about QuickBooks Online and all those cool tools to get your accounting done. Now that we're in my favorite segment, your financial underwear drawer, we are actually talking with Chris Carroll, who is the owner of Sweaterbox Confections. And they like are awesome cookie bakers. They, I mean, bakery, they make other things besides cookies. But um, I have to say, I, I'm smitten for their lemon lavender cookies, which are the new vision um, signature cookie. <laughs> and um, anyway, I love that so, you have a signature cookie. I, I do. I love that. But. <laughs> so, so, Chris, I want to ask you into like your financial underwear drawer. Um, how did your accounting go when you first started? My accounting consisted of a checking account and a three-pack book of invoice receipt books that I probably bought at Sam's Club. And I felt that if there was money in that, what I'm calling my business checking account, then I was doing good. And as long as I bought everything out of that account, that if I had money in the account, then I was successful. And I think that's like a lot of small business owners start. And so how has that thought process evolved now that you've been in business a number of years? Well, it's interesting. I think last winter I spent some time trying to get clarity on my numbers for particular products. And I discovered putting numbers into my margin calculator and everything that there was a particular flavor of biscotti that every time I sold it as a wholesale product, I was losing money. Mm. Wow. And that's, luckily it wasn't a flavor that I sold a lot of or very often to one particular account, but it was a really great eye-opener that, you know, I've had people tell me as I've tried, as I've been growing the business, it's like, you need to know your numbers. You need to know your numbers. I'm sure you say that a lot, Judy, and that was a perfect example of why you need to know your numbers, because the more biscotti I made and sold, the more money I would have been losing if I didn't discover that. Right, and I think that's a pretty common occurrence, right? And and I think, too, it's not even that you're losing money or not. It's that you need to know that you're losing money on that product, right? Because a lot of times you might say, oh, well, it's a loss leader because 
um, you know, I can sell X, X, and X with that product. But if you don't know, then, you know, not all growth is good growth. And so then that creates a real predicament. So um, now, are you as intimidated by your numbers or as, um, I mean, are you enjoying it more or are you still like, oh my God, like I have to look at my accounting again? I think it's a little bit of both. I I think that the more I do it, the more it's it's kind of like a game almost. It's like, oh, how are we doing? And it's it's just having some help having people explain some of the accounting side of things to me so that I understand it better. And then it's more enjoyable, you know, to track the numbers and, you know, but I realized that as I grow, I would rather spend my time and energy on products that make me the most money, you know, that I have the best margins on. And so to have that clarity, I realize is super important to be successful. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a perfect example. I, I love that story. Um, and do you, um, did you seek help to do it or how did you go about it? Did you talk to an accountant when you first got started or did you like TurboTax it or like what was your like um, initial way that you got started? When I first started, I had been doing my personal taxes with TurboTax, but when I was working out of my home, I decided to go to a bookkeeper because she was, I knew, would be more aware of what deductions I could take and that type of thing. So from the very beginning, I did have a bookkeeper that had a lot of experience in taxes, start doing my taxes. And I've since, she still helps me with my taxes and doing some payroll stuff for me. And I do now use QuickBooks online and nice. still have help with some QuickBooks assistance. And but I this next year I'd really like to be able to take not more of it on, but be a little more comfortable with it so that if I have to, I'm I don't feel like I'm coming out of the dark to handle whatever might be happening. Right. You're just getting like more, um, it's more than engaged, but really an understanding of it. And I think there are a lot of small business owners who grow into that, right? Because like at first it's really intimidating, but then as they start to get comfortable with the numbers, they realize that a lot of them, it's just something you need to learn. Just like I need to learn how to set a timer so I don't burn my cookies, which I do quite often. Um <laughs> And, and that, you know, you can learn accounting with the right teacher and you can get the help that you need so that you can use those numbers to make a difference in your business and take it where you want it to go. And and I think there's kind of a misconception of where everybody wants to go with their business, too. I mean, um, there are a lot of people who may say, oh, you know, I want to sell $10 million of cookies a year. And then there are people who say, no, I would be really happy just keeping it as um, a, a a small business where I'm feeding my family and I have a couple people employed for me and, you know, I'm making people happy at, um, when they come to the Outer Banks and they can take a piece of the Outer Banks home with them and, um, they can ship their, uh, love and their lemon lavender cookies all over. Right. So I think there's a, there's a big spectrum of what small business is and where small businesses want to sit, um, in that, in that space. So you talked about, um, your web cart before, and you talked about QuickBooks Online. What other operational things have you used kind of in your back office to help you get organized or, um, you know, to automate your business versus just, um, yeah, like what, what other kinds of technologies or things have you used to automate your back office? I have to say that... I'm still kind of an old school person too, and I am a fan of just basic spreadsheets. That's what I was using before QuickBooks, and I'm still being challenged on how my website platform will talk to QuickBooks, and Mm -hmm. the website does have the ability to run reports, and because of the platform, it has great apps 
that you can add into that. And so a shipping app I discovered through Shopify was called Shippo um, right before Christmas. And it was even cheaper to ship with this app than my account through the Postal Service, which I became a huge fan of very quickly. And, yeah, Google Docs is a wonderful thing. So even though I know QuickBooks is has great reporting and things that it can do, I'm not as competent at running reports and understanding them. So even though the bookkeeper is keeping tabs on that end, I'm still plugging numbers into spreadsheets that I built because it's really easy for me to pop in there and look and compare things. And, and I think that's a good point because I don't think, um, you know, automation only works if it works for you, right? So if if you're not comfortable using the tools, then it's more important to know what you're doing and to kind of keep it organized than to be in these tools that are um a little bit beyond you or that you're having a you're having a struggle with. So I like, you know, I really do like your answer. So if there was like a magic baking app, what would your magic baking app do? That's a good question, Jody. Ooh. <laughs> a magic baking app. This is really hard. Yeah. I think one of the things that the app would do would it would somehow set the automatic timer or or no there would be some kind of sensor in the oven because yes you said that you burn cookies on occasion and i do that too <laughs> i <laughs> i set timers and i'm a firm believer in timers but a lot of times it's like, oh, they just need that, like, one more minute, and I don't set the timer, and then I get distracted. And before I know it, the whole sheet tray of lavender cookies is a little browner than I would like. Mm. Who gets to eat those rejects? I know. I was just thinking that. <laughs> what happens to those cookies? <laughs> um, you know, we have, you know, the when I go to the bank, I'm... I love going into the bank to do my banking, and the ladies there often receive things. It's not uncommon. I almost always have a bag of treats in my handbag. And so no matter where I go, it's like, oh, you want want an end cut of biscotti? Or it goes to the UPS or the FedEx driver that brings something in. There's always like a little stack of treats to be had for anyone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, sp- and it's connection. It's a way of building relationships. And speaking of that, I, w- I want to touch on that in our next segment because I know um, a lot of what you do is helping people slow down and enjoy conversation over great cookies. Um, and so I want to just touch on that in our next segment. So stay tuned. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting. Visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. 
It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at Avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1 866 472 You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at Let's Get Radical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar. And our guest today is Chris Carroll. She is the owner of Sweaterbox Confections and a baked goods goddess. I love that from North Carolina. And um, so, Chris, we were talking a lot about your cookies and your business and the tools you use. And, you know, one of the things that I got from your website and also um, some of the information in your bio was that you like to bake cookies to really bring people together. Because obviously we know we're living in a very fast-paced time. When we're attached to our phones, we're attached to our, you know, um, computers. And it's like, okay, when can I just like sit down and, and catch up with my family or my friends? And, and what's let's have tea and let, let's have enjoy some delicious cookies. So I, I thought that was really interesting. And so what what is special about that for you? Why is that important? To, to sort of bake into your culture. Ha ha, do you see what I did there? <laughs> I think it's, it all goes back to my family and my grandmother. Um, she had 11 children. Wow. And we, when we would, you know, drive into the city or the northwest suburbs more specifically to be, this is my dad's side of the family, not everyone was always gathered at every event, but the thing that I remember as a kid is just all the stories. And no matter what happened, whether it was good or bad, it would turn into a story and it would be told over and over and over again. And it was just such a, you know, that was my childhood memory of just hearing stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's great to have, you know, share that with over, you know, cookies or, or some sort of treat. You know, I think that makes it even more special. So, well, and I, I think, too, the other part of it, too, is I think there's um, there's something to be said about people coming back to, like, real food, right? So when you, like, um, when you're going to, like, have a cheat, if you want to call it a cheat, or if you're going to have sugar or something else then you want to have it to be like real baked goods, not just like Chips Ahoy, right? So. Real butter, real butter. <laughs> real butter. Real yeah, yeah, I agree with you. You want to you wanna really make it worthwhile. Um, so, yeah, that's great. And so if people wanted to get in touch with you or get on retainer for cookies, how, how would they go about doing that, Chris? Um, for cookie retainers or purchases, you can reach out to me through the website. It's sweaterboxconfections.com or you can reach me at chris at sweaterboxconfections.com. Okay, great. And you're on Facebook? Is that true? I am on Facebook and I'm just starting to be more active on Instagram also. Okay, okay. And do you feel like social media will sort of boost your visibility or have you been using a lot of social media? I've been pretty consistent with Facebook and have used the adage, if you can only, if you do something, do it consistently. So instead of being everywhere and being inconsistent, I've just stuck with Facebook and I've started, Mm. I'm going to have some new help with marketing and we're going to start doing more work with Instagram too. Okay, great. Yeah, I know a lot of people have success with Instagram because it's very photo-based, you know, and you can just put a photo up there and a bunch of hashtags and a tagline. And, you know, I think it's it's a nice platform for businesses that are sort of based on visuals. Um, yeah, and so 
What was I going to ask you? Well, I was going to say, I think I'm responsive to your Facebook posts because what happens is, is I see you post something and I'm like, oh, I could go for some cookies now. (laughs) Or, oh, I can send some cookies to people who I just did an event with, right? So it it was kind of funny because I do believe Facebook prompts you to do things. Oh, yeah. And that's why people use it as a a marketing platform because obviously, um, you know, it encourages spend. Right. I mean, you see something come up in your feed that looks really good or, you know, it catches your eye. I mean, it's like, oh, it's like it plays into that impulse, you know, of like, oh, I need that right now. Like, right. how can I, you know. So, um, well, Chris, thank you so much for being on our show today. It was really wonderful to have you. And um, absolutely. Yeah. And thank so, you. I had a great time. Yeah, and um, you'll be able to hear this on iTunes and Stitcher, and we are, you know, you can always email us at Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. We're on Facebook, backslash Let's Get Radical. Um, what else, Jody? do we need to tell folks? Right we love, we yeah, we would love a review. So if you've, if you've listened to our show and you like us, give us some love. Um, leave us a review on iTunes so um, we can get the word out. And if you're a small business and you want to be featured on our show, we would love to have you because, you know, we really want to talk to business owners and the um, the people who love them. So feel free to reach out about being a guest. Um, we're booking into March and April now. So yeah. um, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, exactly. And just to sort of piggyback on that, we really, we talk to everybody. We want to talk to small businesses and mid-sized businesses and consultants and vendors. So if you have somebody, or if you're a solopreneur, you're a freelancer, we have talked to freelancers. We want to tell your story, talk about your brand, talk about the tools you use to give uh, other businesses tips. Uh, on how to make their businesses better. So thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to Let's Get Radical. Please join Liz Gold and Jody Paydar again next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, it's time for you to get radical. Radical.